Welcome back to the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. My name is Uwe Seebacher and I'm more than happy to be your host today. It's now been uh, some month once we started in April with our B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. During November, the English version of the B2B Marketing Guidebook will come alive and will be published. So we found it's time to recap and sum up more than 30 interesting, inspiring and enriching coffee talks with some of the best international B2B marketers. So stay tuned and have fun. Let's start our look back. Still very colorful in my mind in, is the interesting coffee talk I had with one of the thought leaders in B2B marketing. Uh, he is uh, editor-in-chief for B2B Marketing London and I still recall during the last three years how inspiring all his work of himself and his team was. So I first look back to the coffee talk with Joel Harris and and I was talking about Joel, about development of B2B marketing throughout the last years as he's been in business for many years. And here's what he told me. The changes are profound. It's almost unrecognizable as an industry. Um, when we started, um, it was very much around a great relationship with agencies and marketing as a kind of facilitator of, of, of tactical campaigns, B2B uh, where it was recognized as a specialism was seen as very much the poor relation. Now it's not. Um, and it's, it's, it's so much better respected and understood. Um, there wasn't really any technology. We were still probably in the Siebel installed um, CRM system days. Uh, there's this whole explosion of technology. but And that's just, that's cause and consequence of a much better understanding and appreciation of what marketing could and should be. And, and we're seeing that um, seeing marketing and B2B companies playing a much more strategic role. Um, the quality of the people involved is much more strategic and it's much it's, it's taking a role as a genuine driver of business growth and development. Whereas before it was a you know at best to sell a best to sell support function. You know, at worst, I don't know if you had this expression in, in Austria or in Germany, but often marketing was called the colouring in department, you know, the children's colouring in department or you know, um, it was responsible for booking golf days and things like that. And, you know, fortunately, those days are gone mostly, but there's still a little bit of that that goes on. What troll brought up and raised as a topic in our coffee talk is that the entire environment is dramatically changing and it was not only Joel bringing up that point many different people raised the necessity the urgency of a changing mindset and also Jeremy Rifkin in this 2019 published book the new green deal totally focus on and tells that the responsibility for the required change has to come from top management and in this in this perspective also another 
international top marketeer from Tuzan Group and the dear colleague uh, who also co-authored one of the introductory chapters of the B2B Marketing Guidebook found some very interesting words on required cultural change. Here's what he said, Mikey Kleinmas from Tuzan Group. I see a massive need for change of culture that we need to adapt to the new world, to change our corporate culture um, into something more agile, more more liquid structure where we are able to be quick, to be more quick than perfect, to be able to adapt to this new digital world and also adapt our, our corporate communications uh, structure to this new reality. We need new skills. Skills like analytics become more and more important to be able to actually track everything we do to analyze it and to optimize it, to do the right things and the things in the right manner. This is really important because we, we are confronted in, uh, with much higher pace and much more possibilities. So this means we have a new skill set that has to be uh, established in our marketing departments, um, definitely, and we need a new mindset. Mikey was raising the point of a new mindset and this kind of mindset came up in many different episodes of the B2B Marketing Guidebook podcast because we did during the preparatory work for the book also a study where we interviewed uh, some hundreds of companies in regard to business-to-business uh, -business marketing, their structures and their role responsibilities, their KPIs and we came to the conclusion that currently only 18% of our colleagues in B2B marketing using this readiness assessment to provide the required infrastructure and go out to a marketing process library. And this sometimes throughout the research and the articles was a point where marketeers had the opinion that structures and processes do limit their creativity. But Lukas Kosuniak, a very famous one of the leading B2B marketeers in Poland, with his article Content Management Embracing Art and Science really made a good point how structures and processes can facilitate and dramatically improve the operational work and then leaving more space and more freedom for creativity. There are a lot of uh, mistakes, a lot of uh, you know uh, deadlines missed, etc., because they do not have a framework. So I looked at the content marketing process as a typical business process, dividing it into the very simple set of tasks. And every task has, you know, four ingredients, as, as you know, as we, we, we learn on, uh, in a business school. So there is a task supplier, task input, task receiver, and task output. And using this very simple framework, 
we can pretty effective manage even the, whole, the, the huge processes because these, these are just a set of tasks. So using that approach, we can manage the, 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 the task flow, uh, you know, um, uh, from, you know, even if there is a hundred of people involved in that. So it's much easier to even use some kind of process or project management tool to manage that. And then, then uh, you know, it's, it's a paradox because uh, people are, people think that if we, for some kind of process framework, they will be kind of tightly, you know, hold it and there will be no space for this art part of, of generating content, which, you know, in, in reality is completely opposite. They have much more time to really focus on the subject matter because the process part is managed and it's, it, it may be managed even by people who are not um, expert in content marketing because it's just additional type of process. So Lucas is providing another valuable proof for the fact that structure enables creativity. And in the marketing guidebook, we are also describing a marketing process library and how to set up uh, future-oriented job descriptions to do the homework in order to develop the structures, which help them to become a B2B marketing department transparent, measurable as a basis for proper work because this is then also a driver for an aligned way of communication with other divisions as all other divisions and teams have to be transparent and have to be measurable in regard to KPIs. And once this kind of structure is established, then everybody will know how a B2B marketing organization is working. This will create trust, transparency, and then allows for better integration because everybody's aware of the internal clients. What does the marketing need in order to be able to effectively and efficiently deliver the expected results based on defined processes? And this was also an interesting uh, discussion I had with uh, Peter O'Neill, uh, one of the highly recognized experts in marketing and technology. And he was commenting on the marketing and the marketing process based on the new marketing technology landscape. The, the marketing uh, process itself uh, is very heavily dependent on technology. I mean, most of marketing these days is digital marketing. And digital marketing requires um, platforms and technologies to, uh, to understand customer intent, customer preferences, um, to bring together individual leads to the level of an account to understand what are the real deals going on and the real business going on, uh, as well as, of course, these days presenting information content or providing experiences that all very much depend on deploying good technologies. Mm -hmm. So technology will be the basis for successful marketing. There's always these classical statements from R&D managers says we make great product, therefore we don't need to do marketing. Or sometimes even uh, the sales managers come out and say, well, don't pay, don't put money into marketing, just give me 100 more salespeople on the street. Um, but I, I'm not too sure whether CEOs believe those statements anymore. Uh, I mean, there's 
decades now of, uh, of opportunity um, behind us where those things haven't been proven to be true. Uh, and nowadays, where, when you understand how buyers and customers are making decisions, researching information, looking for information, uh, the role of marketing has probably become much more, more important, imperative, much more strategic. Uh, so I think the role of marketing will basically take a, will take a leadership role. Peter O'Neill on marketing and marketing IT. Marketing will take a leadership role. It's a consistent and congruent message across all my little coffee talks with all my dear colleagues from across the globe. This was the first part of our look back of our review of our coffee talks for the B2B Marketing Guidebook podcast. We hope you liked it and of course there's much more to come during the next few weeks until the day when we will have this B2B marketing guidebooks in our hands. All comments, questions, posts, likes and shares received will be entered into a draw for five signed copies of the English first edition of the B2B marketing guidebook. So take the chance and link, share and comment on them and with a little luck, one of the books will be sent out to you in the next weeks immediately after publication. This was again Uwe Seebacher on the B2B marketing guidebook best of part one. Stay negative and think positive. Take care. Goodbye.